With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Time KRC, the talk station. 8.30 at 55 Care CD Talk Station. It's Friday Eve. And that means, unless he's on vacation, or I am, I heard me the aviation expert, Jay Ratliff. Always a pleasure having you on the program, my friend. Welcome back. Good morning. I, I was looking at the Wall Street Journal, as I do every morning, uh, my favorite paper. Uh, everyone knows that it listens to the program. I saw the Department of Transportation is looking into Southwest Airlines to try to figure out whether the executives there sold more flights than the airline could realistically operate. I think we know that to be the case, don't we, Jay, based upon what happened at the end of the year? Well, you know, in the when we were talking at Memorial Day, beginning of the summer, Southwest and several carriers did have a overly optimistic summer schedule. And it was a nightmare. They had a lot of delays, canceled flights, a lot of people that were really ticked off. And as we went towards the fall, Southwest and American and United, as well as Delta, really thinned their fall and winter schedule. I mean, by tens of thousands of flights. In fact, Southwest was one of the more aggressive airlines to do so. So uh, I, I think as they look at this, they that may be the initial look. But uh, Southwest did what they could to kind of prepare themselves for more of an employee-to-flight ratio than what they were doing in the summer. So I really don't think that there's a whole lot there um, because unless they're talking about, of course, when the debacle hit and the computer system dropped and then they tried to operate more flights than they could do realistically, then, yeah, that was the case because there was a lot of optimism we can do that kind of stuff when that uh, crew scheduling software program crashed, the one that's dated back in the 1990s, uh, and that was certainly something that they should have done a better job on. And, you know, I think the more that the DOT looks at that, the more that, you know, we'll see where it goes. Southwest Airlines is going to cost them, I think, $825 million for making sure everybody gets reimbursed and lost revenue. They're uh, giving $45 million in bonuses to their frontline employees. They're spending a billion dollars to upgrade that computer software system as they should have been doing for the last several years. And they are responding rather quickly to people's uh, complaints when they are submitting receipts and other types of things, many times reimbursing them within 48 hours or so. So Southwest is certainly trying to make good uh, as far as some of the the promises they've made, which is good to see. Uh, I just hope they keep it up. No question about it. I just couldn't get get over the figure. They had to cancel 16,700-plus flights between December 21st and December 31st, 10 days. But they blamed it on weather. Remember, I, I it was that. all weather, weather, weather. And it was that Monday, the 26th of December, that sticks out in my mind because I was getting text messages uh, or copies of them from people across the country saying, now this is what I got from Southwest, Jay, we're being impacted. And they, the message was, we're, we apologize that the weather event has created this cancellation. And American Airlines that operates more flights in Southwest on that same day, they canceled 12 flights. Uh, Southwest canceled 2,909, 70% of their operation. So, yeah, they were being overly optimistic, and they certainly were blaming the wrong thing, which is really un-Southwest Airlines-like. 
They finally got around to owning it, which was nice eventually. Uh, but they blamed the weather for most of it uh, throughout that. And it got to the point where it was, uh, it was like Baghdad Bob. It was obvious that's not what was taking right. place here, and something else was at play. No question about it. Real quick here, uh, one on the list, we'll get to the uh, the pot pie incident and the tattooed finger in, in the next segment. But uh, I read this one this morning from the Stack is Stupid. They got a couple of women. Um, they got into a fight with an airline employee at a ticket counter in Miami's Frontier Air. Apparently, the women showed up 45 minutes late and were really quite angry and got, well, kind of punchy with one of the uh, employees there because they were late. Hey, Jay, how important is it that you show up on time? <laughs> I think that's part of the deal. You know, the flight leaves at 7. We board at 6.30. You need to be there by then. Otherwise, we... We could give your seat to somebody else. And, you know, those are the kind of individuals that become violent that should be banned from flying any airline for five years, three years at least. But airlines don't share that data. So these same idiots that act up violently on one airline, perfectly free to trot down the counter and fly some other carrier, absent of any consequences whatsoever. Now, look, the fight, they'll be banned from that airline for the rest of their life. They'll probably yes. face a fine of some kind. But the idea of any lasting ramifications for their actions, it's not there. And I really wish the Department of Transportation and the FAA would look at that. I'm not talking about banning somebody that, that mouse off. But when it becomes violent, those individuals should not be allowed to fly onto other airlines, placing other flight attendants and passengers at risk. Amen. Exclamation point. Pause for a moment. We'll continue with uh, Jay Ratliff. Going to be talking about pot pies and tattoos. We'll also get an update on hub delays as well. Pause for a moment, though. Eight forty, fifty-five KRC, the talk station, and a very happy Friday Eve to you. Tomorrow, Tech Friday with Dave Hatter at six thirty. In the meantime, every Thursday, beginning at eight thirty, we get a couple of segments at least with iHeartMedia aviation expert Jay Ratliff. He is nationwide. How many programs are you on each week? Jay? Each week, Jay, like eighty, thirty, or, or forty, 30 depending or 40. if if there's an event. Yeah, then it's uh, sixty, seventy plus, and Jeez. radio and TV. It's just it's yeah, it 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 gets to be quite the challenge when. Uh, something happens but fortunately we haven't had any real big stories take yeah. place and the last two weeks of the year so many people take that time off in the media i kind of got a break because you know there wasn't that many demands on my schedule which was kind of nice well that's good enjoy it while you got it because you know something's going to happen and, and you'll be busy uh, all week so. taking time away from your trading making money <laughs> anyway tsa apparently has a problem with pot pies what the hell is wrong with a pot pie on an airplane jay well, this isn't exactly grandma's pot pie. Oh, this is a pot, pot pie. Pot. Exactly. Somebody decided <laughs> to try to smuggle some marijuana into a pot pie, and I've seen pictures of it. It looks disgusting. I don't know how they ever thought it was going to pass for a pot pie. They might have been using the product when they made the pie. That might have explained it. But it was in Boston going through the security checkpoint. TSA officers, we call them officers because – that's the title we gave them because uh, they were having morale problems. We thought officers sounded better than agents. So we had the TSC officers that discovered it. They're not law enforcement, so they turned over what they thought could have been drug issue to local police who, you know, uh, approached the gentleman, arrested him, and confiscated the pot pie. So it wasn't that they were anti-pot pie. It was kind of like, don't bring your drugs through the security checkpoint, uh, disguised as such. And, yeah, I and, and until there's a little bit more... Flexibility uh, federally for traveling with uh, marijuana, yeah, you're going to continue to have these kind of issues. Well, okay, and I understand f marijuana is still on the Schedule One list for federal. We we've talked about that many times in different 
different areas mm-hmm. of discussion. Fine. Uh, if you're flying from, say, a legal state like Michigan to a legal state like California and you got your medical weed with you, that's still you're still not allowed to bring it on the airplane. I've had people ask me this quite a bit because a lot of people smoke weed these days, Jay, if you haven't gotten the memo. But can mm-hmm. you do? are they actively really looking for marijuana uh, when you go through the TSA? Not looking, but when they when they discover it, it depends on the amount, what you have, those types of things, what's going to take place. But if you're boarding a flight and you're going to be flying and you're going to be flying over certain areas where uh, it may not be allowed, federal law is going to uh, uh, predicate what can and cannot be done. Now, obviously, you're the legal expert. I am not. But the, the federal side trumps the state side. And until we have more consistency across the board from a federal standpoint, where there's more of a relaxation on this, we're going to continue to have these issues. Now, you don't want to be behind somebody that has drugs because it's if it's marijuana or something, it just slows everything down. Yeah. And it's not like they're going to be pulled off in chains type of thing. But if you're running late to the airport, which occasionally some people do, and you get behind something like this, it's going to slow the process down considerably, which is why get to the airport early, get on the other side of security early, and then you can take take it easy on the other side. Just don't, uh, you know... Get to the point where we're just kind of you know dilly dallying around on the other side because uh, sometimes machines break, sometimes people have a, a loaded firearm that they forgot about. Yeah. Anything can slow down that screening process. So get there and get through it as quickly as you can. Yeah, I saw that article about how many fire loaded firearms that they confiscated. Mm-hmm. I mean, I couldn't yeah. believe people are that dumb. You don't realize well, you can't bring a loaded firearm in your carry on bag. Well, they just forget about it. I mean, and they carry it so often that. They just forget they have it. And it's every year we seem to be setting a new record. Last year, it was another record. And I think 85% of the firearms discovered at the airport are, are loaded. loaded. Yeah. And the, the FAA has increased the fine, I think, to fourteen or $15,000 oh. a pop, in addition to any local laws and other types of things that you might be uh, uh, subject to. So, I mean, it's, it's an expensive forget. And uh, it's it just, it's you know, they have signs everywhere. They They remind people. Don't bring your firearms, blah, blah, blah. But it's not like they're trying to sneak them through. And my favorite, I think, was last year where a guy had, I think, a rocket launcher, three or four uh, handguns. I mean, it was packed with stuff. And he said, I'm sorry I didn't pack my bag. My mom did. I didn't know that stuff was in there. (laughs) This guy's like 38 years old. And I thought, okay, if your mom did pack your bag, I wouldn't admit it. But if he's living in the basement, I always kid people, yeah, she probably did pack it with all that stuff just to try to get his rear end out of the house. That's great. I love that. You know what motivation could mom have? Well, to get you arrested so you leave the basement. Absolutely. Well stated and concluded. several months there, Junior. Oh, that's awesome. Anyway, Mm -hmm. uh, don't make that mistake. And, And they'll also take your firearm too, right? You know, you can, people fly with firearms all the time, and I have with mine, and, and you probably have with yours. And there's a process we go through to make sure that it's secured, it's in check luggage. We notify the airline. There's a process you go through when you're carrying your firearm to whatever destination you're at. You obviously can't take it with you on board the aircraft, which is where people forget. And sometimes they'll grab a bag at the last minute that has a firearm in it. And they just forget it's in there. They load the bag up and get to the airport. They might have ammunition that's in there rolling around that uh, they lost track of or maybe even a firearm itself. And look, there's times when air marshals have forgotten their firearms in a restroom. So these types of things happen where you just get comfortable carrying it and you just make a careless mistake. It doesn't mean they're careless people. It just means it's a careless mistake. And 
you know, it, it happens. And, and unfortunately, when you're talking about an airport, that's the last place you want to have one of these mistakes to take place. And, and uh, yeah, it makes news and costs a lot of money when it happens. Sure does. All right, back to Southwest Airlines. Apparently, there's a tattoo problem. Fingers and hands with the old love and hate tattooed across the knuckles of your hands kind of reality, Jay. Southwest is saying, and they're they're telling their flight attendants, if you have a visible tattoo on your hand, your, your neck, face, anywhere like that, uh, they've been kicking them out of flight attendant uh, training. Now, I don't know why they didn't notice that during the interview process. So, excuse me, is that a tattoo? But they're they're taking a stand saying this is the the standards that we have for our flight attendants that interact with customers. And as a result, it's going in the opposite direction of everybody else. And this is what's going to make it fascinating to watch. You have United Airlines that can't go uh, to the other direction fast enough. You have British Airways, Virgin, you have Virgin, you have Qantas, a bunch of others that if men want to wear makeup, fine. If men want to wear dresses, fine. Uh, I mean, whatever it might happen to be, they've got the pronoun badges and all the other stuff that we've talked about that we make fun of. But here you have Southwest taking a, a far more traditional approach. And you are going to hear people go ballistic when this becomes more of an issue because they're going to say, wait a minute now, uh, you, you can't deny employees their 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 right to express themselves. Uh, yes, you can because yeah, you you're a private business. You can do what you want. And if it alienates certain customers, you have to consider that as a decision that you make from a business standpoint. Exactly. I'm just hoping they don't have the pressure just falling on them from all sides where they have to acquiesce and give in and go back with everybody else. I love seeing somebody saying a, a more traditional view is okay. And that's what we're going to stand with. It's look, when Chick-fil-A started where they weren't, weren't going to operate on Sunday and you've got, you know, uh, you've got all these other places that take various corporate positions. Look, they do it. And as a result, it's, that's their call. And unless you're breaking the law somehow from a discrimination standpoint, they're free to make that. So yeah, yeah. through Southwest airlines, yeah, uh, tattoos uh, visible for flight attendants is a is a no. Isn't that wild? Uh, how much money they could make on a Sunday, but they have made so much money by sticking to that policy, just by sticking to their core Christian values. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a magnet. Hobby Lobby, Hobby Lobby is the same way. Yeah, they make a tremendous amount of money, and it's it's a position that they make. And you know, even though you've got a lot of customers that maybe aren't Christians, you you still have people that that you know that still support businesses like that. And yeah. Of course, you've got a lot that want to boycott it, different things. I get all of that. But if I get into a restaurant and I don't have a shirt on, they have complete authority to say you have to leave. Right. That's their their guidelines. If I don't have shoes or if I'm getting on an airplane with offensive language on my shirt, the airline has it completely within the right to say other passengers might be offended, change your shirt, or you can't fly. It's not my right to fly. It's it's a privilege I can enjoy as long as I comply with that company's uh, protocol. And again, as long as it's not in a discriminatory fashion, uh, they are completely free to do what they want. But this decision by Southwest puts a huge bullseye on their back. And I really hope that in, a, in a, an attempt to try to fit in, be more cl- inclusive, kind of go the, 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 the path of least resistance, that they don't give in here, because I love to see it. I, I'm with you 100%. I mean, I, I think the idea of, of, of face tattoos, neck tattoos, and hand tattoos is bad idea. If you can't cover it up with a long sleeve shirt, probably a good idea not to go ahead and go through with it because it is going to impact employment at one point or another in your life. Plus, it's easy to find you if you go ahead and commit a crime. Find that all the time here on the 55KRC Morning Show. All right, Jay, Uh we always wrap it up with hub delays. Let's do that again today. 
Uh, Boston, I hope you're not going there. A lot of delays this morning, bad weather, limited visibility, a mess. It should get better by this afternoon or evening, but by that time, it's, it's going to be all hope is lost. You're going to be looking at issues in Detroit and Chicago today, but I think minor. So other than those three problem children, I, I think it's going to be a pretty good day to fly across the country. Good news from Jay Ratliff. Jay, I always enjoy our conversation. Thanks for coming to the program. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.